prior to us jumping on this interview, you and I were talking about the podcast and how I map out my episodes and how often I'm recording. And I told you, well, I don't really have any rhyme or reason. I just create seasons based on when I feel like doing it. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I can see how that would make sense (laughs) because there are no rules. But sometimes we find, especially in entrepreneurship, that we see people doing things a certain way. There's an industry standard, there's a societal norm, whatever it might be. And then the second that somebody does something their own way with their own brand and their own um, take on things, then it gives us permission to be like, huh, maybe I don't have to do it the way that 50 other people are. Maybe I can create my own way of doing this, my own path. Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision. Through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything, and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora, I'm your host, I am an educator, a photographic artist. And I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Help Me See. So this month in Nostalgia Now, our monthly membership, it is themed, the intention is creation. And I thought that my chat with Calandra Martin would be a perfect episode to be in this month. Calandra is an intuitive brand designer helping female entrepreneurs stand out in the online space. She helps spiritual entrepreneurs demystify branding and shine their brilliance with confidence. She is the host of the Magnetic Boss podcast and founder of Magnetic Boss Studio. Calandra and I talked about all things branding. And if you're starting a business, being able to tap into what's true to you and really leaning in to what feels good in order to be magnetic and to really just magnify all of the goodness and the people that are meant for you, to you and to your business. And I actually think that this is not exclusive to having a business, to business talk. I just think that starting your own business is this like NASCAR or not even NASCAR. What's the faster one? Like F1 race car (laughs) of self-discovery and development (laughs) Um, because it forces you to make decisions through the the guise of like, well, this is practical to think about this because it's for my business and X, Y, Z happens. But really, I don't believe you have to start a business to be gaining this, this clarity and this insight um, about yourself. Because something that I, I share a little bit in the episode and I'll share now is that I really went so long, so many years believing that I strongly and specifically knew like all of my values and what I wanted and what I felt like was my purpose. And then 
when I was forced to like put it on paper and I was making like copy for my website and like writing up and offers and you know, whatever it was, I realized just how hazy I was. And it was really unsettling. Like for someone that had prided herself on feeling, you know, intentional, I just realized that I had glossed over more than I realized that I did. And I think that can be the case for a lot of us. And even if you're not in your own business at this point in time, I would invite you to listen to this episode and think about it in terms of whatever business you are in, just yourself walking into whatever, whatever meeting, whatever office, whatever your job is that you do, your essence is its own vibration. It's its own entity. And what is it that drives you? What is it that gives you the energy that you want to move through the world in? I don't know. I just invite you to be surprised by yourself because that is something that I've <laughs> experienced over the last year or so. And not all surprises were lovely. I'll tell you that some of them were not all of them, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really into it. I'm excited to talk or have this conversation with Calandra. She's so lovely. And if you want to learn anything more about Calandra, then you can check out the show notes where I link that. Um, I also have my link to my new, uh, free masterclass coming up on the 27th of the end of this month. Um, be sure to sign up for that so you can get the replay if you can't make it live, even though I'd love to have you live so you can ask questions and just be with each other. That's it. I'm going to leave my promo for the masterclass coming up so you can learn a little bit more about that. It's all about how your phone or your camera can actually be the thing, the portal that drives you deeper into presence and really becomes your instrument of seeing. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. This one's a little bit shorter than the last few. So, um, enjoy your, your quick dose of potent inspiration. Catch you next time. Before I hop into our juicy conversation, I wanted to let you know that I'm hosting a workshop, a free workshop called Presence Through Photography. And it's all about how your photographs can deepen your life experience. It's about powerful self-discovery through your daily photo habit. I'm literally combating the whole idea of it's gluttonous to take a photo. Why can't I just be in the moment and telling you exactly why Photographs and the art of taking a photo, even just a casual snapshot, can actually be a portal to dropping you deeper into a moment and even more so deeply into your life. So if you're interested in this and you want to join us live or you want to get sent the replay link, head and go to my show notes and click the link and sign up there. I really hope to see you there. I am so stoked about it. All right, now on with the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. Um, today we have Calandra Martin on the show, and I'm so excited to bring her into our world here because her world um, seems like a beautiful place to be, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, Calandra is an intuitive brand designer, um, helping visionary women turn their big ideas into magic that people can see and feel. And Calandra, I have to say that um, when I read that you 
help spiritual entrepreneurs find their soulmate clients, uh, that really sparked a chord for me because it, it made me instantly understand that all the work that you do um, around somebody's business is first based in them and their soul and their life. So I'd love to hear a little bit about you and how you found yourself in this work today. And then I'd love to dive into how building a a business is not so different than designing your life. In fact, I think it's one and the same. So (laughs) welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I think this is going to be such a fun conversation for us to have. Um, So I'm Calandra. I'm an intuitive brand designer. I was not always an intuitive brand designer, and my journey's been quite the evolution over the last five plus years. Um, My journey in entrepreneurship started when my son was born. So I simultaneously started a business with a newborn (laughs) who was completely strapped to the front of me for the first two years of his life, would not leave my side. Um, So With that came a lot of lessons and a lot of um, things learned the hard way and a lot of trial and error. And I ultimately fell in love with the branding process through figuring out what made me tick and what lit me up and brought me passion and joy and being able to share that with other people. And so now I help people pull that out of themselves as well and create an identity for themselves in the world, whether it's through business or otherwise, that's going to help them feel really confident in the things that they're doing. It's so beautiful. And it's so funny to me how, um, because I've ha- I had a similar experience, how being presented with the task of building a brand, um, why that is the catalyst for such deep self-exploration that really has nothing to do with business, but that seems to be the catalyst. I mean, certainly wasn't my case. It sounds like um, it really was for you as well. Can can you talk about why you think that is? Like, why? What about building a brand uh, makes us uh, feel like we're reborn into our lives and gives us new ownership over our our personal lives? Yeah, I think it's interesting because before I started in entrepreneurship, I was kind of one of those people that would sit on the sidelines and just watch the world go by. You know, I'd have a regular nine to five job and I would fit into that model and kind of morph myself based on where I was placed or what stage of my life I was in. And then the light switch kind of went off when entrepreneurship was presented because suddenly it wasn't about everybody else. It was really about me. And there was that personal development um, veil that was lifted (laughs) where I didn't know before that that world even existed. And then I started listening to podcasts and reading personal development books and getting connected with people that were not only uncovering who they were, but working towards being a better version of themselves. And it kind of lit a fire underneath me in realizing that you get to literally create who you want to be and what you want your identity to be. And then in turn, that ripple effect goes out into the world through your work and what you're doing. And what do you find to be um, experience of your clients? Like oftentimes, <laughs> in my case, I'll go into something or a new phase or a service um, expecting one thing, but getting another in the best way possible. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic? 
Yeah, I think it's really funny because with the branding process and really just doing this work, I think that what we ultimately are able to do is come back home to who we truly are. But there's been so many layers and evolutions over the years that we have to kind of chip away at that. So when I work with clients, we we work on brand strategy first and we look at your audience and the market and you know keywords and all of those things, which are great, but we have to go a little bit deeper than that and look at it on more of a soul level. How do you want people to feel in your presence? How do you want to create an impact? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And then we start to kind of pull the pieces together and we find patterns over time. And I think that that's the biggest thing that clients recognize in the process is that it's not a cut and dry, okay, here's your brand colors and here's your website. It's a lot more intensive than that. It's the hardest work I've ever done in my life. Um, but it's so it's so rewarding. And I think something you said, it's, it's more about peeling off than adding on. Because I think that oftentimes new entrepreneurs will come into the space and try to soak up everything like a sponge and learn and learn and learn, which is great. And there is um, space and for that. And there is a necessity to it. But I think that um, where you can get a little lost and where I got a little lost is taking that too seriously and not with a grain of salt in respect to what speaks to my own soul. Um, can you Can you put your finger on why you think it being honest with yourself and really truly running your business according to what aligns most with you. Why is that so magnetizing for other people? Why is that oftentimes the thing that turns the page and really helps a business gain momentum? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that I find is that it gives your audience and the people that you're trying to influence and work with and support permission to do what they want to (laughs) do. Prior to us jumping on this interview, you and I were talking about the podcast and how I map out my episodes and how often I'm recording. And I told you, well, I don't really have any rhyme or reason. I just create seasons based on when I feel like doing it. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I can see how that would make sense (laughs) because there are no rules. But sometimes we find, especially in entrepreneurship, that we see people doing things a certain way. There's an industry standard, there's a societal norm, whatever it might be. And then the second that somebody does something their own way with their own brand and their own um, take on things, then it gives us permission to be like, huh, maybe I don't have to do it the way that 50 other people are. Maybe I can create my own way of doing this, my own path. Showing up with your truth in your most authentic space gives everyone else permission to do the same. And I find that um, it can require some courage to do that. But then once you do, the momentum of that is so powerful. And I don't think it would ever really stop being um, a little bit difficult. uh, But the payoff is just endless. Can you remember uh, the first like aha moment you had in that where you were like, wait a minute, why am I even doing it like this? I can do it like this. Or is it just been so many examples of that? You can't even remember. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there are so many examples. I think one of the first ones really was when it came to structuring offers in my business, where I thought that I needed to have a funnel and a course and this whole product suite with 7,000 different things that I was offering. 
And that was stretching me super thin. I didn't have the time, especially being a new mom. I didn't have the resources in the beginning of my business to be putting a lot of those things together. And then I just made it super simple and said, hmm, what if I just had one package that has all of the things that people need included in it? And we create their brand from start to finish. And like overnight, I want to say is that that's what it felt like. My business completely changed. It went from like starving to find clients to having a wait list. And it was just a matter of being like, I think I'm going to do it different. Maybe I won't have a webinar. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And when you, when you had that realization, did you instantly know, like, like, did it strike that chord with you or did you realize it after you started? receiving all of the inquiries, like, holy crap, I think I've done it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the biggest realization initially was, oh my gosh, this feels so much easier. Like, wow, the weight has been lifted. I don't feel the pressure to be producing as much content. I don't feel the pressure to be showing up in XYZ way. It was really just, okay, here's my offer. Here's the problem that I solve and the people that I aim to help. And then, okay, how do I reach those people? Like, it was very simple problem to solve, people to help, find the solution, fill in the gaps versus trying to overcomplicate it. And then of course, seeing that pay off with clients rolling in was a good indicator that that was the right choice for me. (laughs) So I am, I'm on a similar journey here. um, And I'm finding that it's, it's such a process of unlearning because it's been 30 something years of thinking and not even realizing that I was thinking that it had to be this way. Um, So can you give any pointers as to how, or maybe talk about your experience as to how you keep reminding yourself? Because I find that like, Oh, I know this cognitively. And then I'll be in a a tizzy over something for a couple of days. And then I haven't unlocked like, Oh wait, why am I even feeling like this right now, I can make this work for me. Yeah, I totally find myself in that position still, where especially now that things are established in my business, I feel the need to layer more and more on. It's like, oh, I'm not really, quote unquote, doing anything. And so I should be doing more. Of course, that's how we're kind of taught and uh, raised in our society. But I think that what really helps me with... um, keeping that simple and keeping myself on track is just allowing myself to have creative outlets that I can plug into and pour my energy into that don't necessarily have to completely restructure my business or change my schedule or add things to my calendar. For example, if I feel inspired to create a workbook in Canva one day for a specific topic, I can do that. But that doesn't mean that I need to now have a funnel and a webinar leading to that workbook and 10 other things (laughs) to make that happen. Um, And I've learned a lot about myself over the years, specifically with human design and knowing that I'm a manifesting generator, which essentially means that I need to have those creative outlets to be able to feel fulfilled. Otherwise, I get bored and feel like I've hit a wall. So I structure my business in a way where I have the foundation and then I can add to that as I need to, but I can also change my mind at any point when I need to. Oh, that is, uh, I'm a manifesting generator as well. And I actually just yesterday I was on a call um, and it was just a huge unlock for me because I'm 
I'm one of those people that feel like I, everything, every single thing I do, I wanted to fulfill every nook and cranny of my soul. And it's like the whole kitchen sink issue. And what you just said was, it's just such a freeing unlock about how like I can do it this way. And then I can change my mind. I, I just have this like weird filter throughout life of like, well, if it doesn't look in the most holistic, comprehensive, soul deep version of an offer or of a, you know, a photograph piece of art, then I don't want it, you know, but really there's so much discovery and growth that happens when you just allow yourself to focus in, um, very specifically knowing that you have the total freedom to change it later. Yeah. Yeah, I find that for me specifically, having team members to hold me accountable is really helpful in that area because I can go off on a complete tangent and like burn things to the ground and recreate things overnight. And so having people to reflect back to me, I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) It's really helpful. (laughs) Yeah, very similar. I've been known to pull an all-nighter, especially in college. I'll work on something for a month and then have a thought and I'm like, well, this is now null and void. I'm redoing it and not sleeping tonight. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. This is my favorite stuff. Can you, can you, if someone's out there and they're like, well, I really, I really feel like I've been creating a business that's not my own. I really feel like I've been trying this new kind of avenue in life and looking too much at what other people are doing. Do you have any pointers um, for like the first steps and like establishing or even reflecting and thinking about um, the brand that you want to become? Yeah, I think the first thing that is helpful for people in the stage of wanting to create their brand or recreate their brand is to tune out a little bit, especially when it comes to consumption on social media, because there are so many opportunities for comparison and that can be really overwhelming. It can also kind of muddy the waters when it comes to finding and creating what your unique identity is. And then the next step from that, which is kind of where we start with all of our branding clients, is to look at the foundational pieces of your strategy, such as your mission and your values. So knowing who you're here to serve, how you're serving them, and what is really most important to you in your business because your values are likely going to be a little bit different than somebody else's. And that's really going to be the moral compass for your brand. Yeah. And I found that it's really uh, striking how, even though not everyone is a personal brand per se, and there are, you know, there's a separation of your business and yourself. um, And they're not as, uh, fluid in some businesses as they are with others, I find that those decisions are way more personally influenced than you might think. Like mm-hmm. it all starts with like you and inside of you and how you want to impact the world. Even if your product or your offering isn't, you know, based in like digging into someone else's soul, it's still a story that you're trying to tell. Yeah. I also find that If you don't do it that way, if you try to kind of create a carbon copy of somebody else's brand or find inspiration outside of yourself, you reach a point in your business and in your brand where things feel inauthentic and they don't really match up. And that can present in you not getting clients. It can present in you wanting to completely burn your business to the ground, resenting your business, feeling completely burnt out or resentful. There's a lot of things that can come up when you don't allow yourself to be kind of that 
inspiration for your branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to say that um, I've learned more, so many more life lessons in digging into this um, this brand work, and uh, you know, through the avenue of like starting a business, I've learned so much more about like the life I want to live. And I think that the biggest part of that is the specificity involved or like the, um, the need for you to like get clear on it. Because as we all hear, like if a confused buyer never buys, um, so getting crystal clear on what it is that you want to do purposely going forward enables that. But what I find to be so perplexing, and this is kind of the, the conversation that I have in my own work of like using your photographic practice to, um, to really reflect and sink deeper into your life is that you can go decades of your life having this like watercolor image of your values of what you want your life to be. But until you're forced by something, whether it be yourself or your business or something else to really like commit and like draw lines in the sand of like, Hey, this is the, this is what I want to represent myself. And this is the mission that I want to have. Um, I think that it could be way more elusive than, than we might think, because I really didn't realize how hazy I was on what it is that I was wanting to do in the world until I started my own business. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I think that there's always going to be some level of evolution that happens, but at the end of the day, the things that light you up are more than likely not going to significantly change the feelings that you crave to feel are not going to significantly change. So really just allowing yourself to get curious about that is going to open up the doors for so many things. Yeah. And just, I think this as a last note before we part, I, it made me think the way you said it of how important it is to take those feelings seriously, to take those little sparks of like what lights you up, um, what drives you, what makes you feel good. Um, don't just fluff them off as something that's nice to have, you know, like really let that be the compass of your life. And then in turn your business, uh, because they're there and they're uniquely you. And that's what differentiates you from everyone else. So I'd, I'd also kind of want to use that as a, as a way to encourage anyone out there that might feel like, well, the market's already saturated. No one needs another one of blah, 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 or, this is what I love doing, but there's so many. Um, can you just give some final words on on why it doesn't matter how many there are of something or, you know, uh, just taking your desires and your little voice inside a little more seriously? Yeah, I think that the most important thing to recognize is that your brand is going to have a different story from literally anybody else's. We all have very unique pathways and things that we've experienced and relation points to our audience. So just because somebody might have the same offers as you or the same um, products or even the same business structure for that matter, they could present that in a completely different way. They could tell a story that resonates with somebody else that maybe doesn't resonate with your audience and vice versa. So really just thinking about your unique selling points as well as your brand story because those are going to be the things that connect you with people that need to hear your message. I love it. It's so exciting. Calandra, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us about how we can find you and follow along in your world and uh, maybe what you're up to right now? 
Yeah, you can get connected with me pretty much anywhere with my name. It's a tricky one to spell. It's Calandra, C-A-L-A-N-D-R-A, Martin. And you can find me on Instagram at Calandra.Martin. My website is CalandraMartin.com. And those are the two places that are best to connect with me and come hang out on Instagram because we share a lot of tips as well as behind the scenes in my stories. And it's really fun to connect there. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I've loved this conversation and, and I, I, guys, I'll put uh, Calandra's link in the show notes. um, So you can click on it there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.